Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes, basically it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Hi, this is Vanessa Rubio. I play Carmen on Cobra Kai, and you're listening to TV Ate My Brain. And nobody messes with my son, Niggy. Welcome to TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts. And I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. And I'm Tom, co-host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And we cover the Cobra Kai show on YouTube's premium channel. And uh, we have another interview today for the first time, one of the TV moms. Yes, uh, if you've listened to our reviews of the show, you'll know that both Peter and I are particularly fond of those characters. Yeah, this one was um, really exciting, uh, for me at least, uh, Tom. You sounded like you had a great time speaking with her as well. Oh, very much. We've been wanting to pick the, the brains of like the moms on on the tea, uh, on this show for quite some time, so I'm glad Miss uh, Rubio was able to join us. Um, a lot of fun things she talks about. We find out that she's kind of a uh, a person, you know, that has the jack of all trades. That, you know, to take that expression, she sings, she models, she writes, she directs, and she acts. So she does everything. Super talented lady. Yeah, she really is. So you know, she talks about being on screen with uh, Rose Bianco, who plays Yaya, uh, Sholo, who plays her on screen son. Um, so just uh, you know, a fun person to speak with, and just very down to earth. Very much so, yes. So we definitely had a great time speaking with her, and this is the conversation. Hi, Peter. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. All right, we got Miss Rubio on the call. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? Excellent. Good to meet you, ma'am. Good to meet you, too. Um, just a little bit about us, I guess we, um, you know, we're obviously a, a fan of the show and we, um, when Cobra Kai first launched, we saw a lot of people were just doing like one episode season reviews and we just thought the, the content in the show was just so rich that we needed to do every episode individually and break down the, you know, the scenes mm-hmm. and the dialogue and, you know, uh, such great yeah. dynamics, you know, with the characters and, it was starting to, um, you know, we were getting some really positive reviews on that approach. And towards mm-hmm. the end of our actual coverage, I was kind of scrambling, trying to figure out what else to do to kind of um, not only stay relevant, but to kind of be out there for other hardcore fans. And I just started reaching out to cast members and they say yes, and they'd come on. So uh, we're happy that you came on to uh, speak with us. Yeah, of course. And thanks for reaching out. Um, I listened to a few of your the episode reviews and then a few of the interviews. Oh wow! Thank oh, wow. you. I didn't I didn't really know what to expect, and you guys do such an in depth review. It's amazing. Oh, we <laughs> like, appreciate wow. that. That's very high praise. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, you do. So thank you for doing that because you know you you work and you don't really 
know who's watching and the feedback is just gets, you know, lost in a sea of a lot of people. But, um, it's nice to, to hear you guys go, go through really carefully, like almost, uh, with the care of the creators of the show, you know? Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think like for me personally, um, and, you know, maybe Tom has some opinions as well. I, I feel like the writers and creators, Bill Zappa, everybody, well, I mean, even the actors on the show, everybody put so much hard work into it. And we wanted to kind of reciprocate that, put, you know, really hard work into the content that we create as well um, for the fans. You know, these are the behind the scene tidbits that they're not going to get anywhere else, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're creating content that we want to hear ourselves. And so uh, again, you know, with what you just said and, uh, Miss Aaron Bradley Danger, who also listens to our show, we can't thank you guys enough for supporting us, you know, while we're loving your show, you know, so I, it's, I think it's, it's very <laughs> humbling. Okay. Yeah, well, you're very welcome. It's a circle that goes round, so yeah, here we are. Here you we know? are indeed. Um, so I guess we'll just get into it if nobody has any uh, kind of um, you know, other questions. Can you talk a little bit about yourself? You grew up in New York, was it? No, actually, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. Um, you know oh. what? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know much about the East Coast. I know enough about New York and New Jersey that if you confuse them, it ticks them off. Yes. <laughs> uh not me. I don't mind. I think it's it's all one, you know, tri-state, similar accents. Of course there are different nuances, but I'm not sure. Um I know maybe one or two of the producers are from Jersey, maybe all three of them. I don't know. But um we definitely bonded over the the Jersey thing. <laughs> um Very cool. uh because yeah, because and you know, the you know, in, in the original uh story um ralph macchio's character is from jersey you know so that's right it's nice yeah it's nice to have some jersey roots um i grew up in northern new jersey and in a town called lodi and i always tell people it's where the misfits are from because that's the, <laughs> the, most the band famous. right yeah the band excellent yeah uh, as somebody who's uh spent all of their life in michigan i've always kind of romanticized new jersey in particular because of all the people that have come out of there, you know, you got Bruce Springsteen, Jack Nicholson, uh, Danny DeVito, Bon Jovi, you know, you have all these uh, movies that take place in, in television shows. So it, it it's a very romanticized part of the country. Yeah, in kind of a, a strange way, right? It's very, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, in, in my view, it's kind of like a working class, kind of getting out there and having yeah. sort of. A sort exactly. of grit to it, that. It's something that everybody can relate to on one level or another. And uh, it, it's just a, a place that I feel like I've got to see at least one time. I've got to walk on a, a, New, a New Jersey boardwalk before I head off. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it. I definitely would recommend the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jersey is just, you know, it's very... Um, down like you know plain like plain and down to earth i would mm-hmm. say i'm i consider myself now a new yorker because i've spent so many years in new york um and i find my creative freedom in new york but um but i definitely have my jersey roots you know that's where i grew up that's what formed me excellent excellent so you you can't you can take the girl out of jersey <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly 
I was looking around on your IMDb page, and I saw that you're also uh, active behind the camera as a, a director. Uh, can you shed a little bit of light on that? Well, that was a project that I did a long time ago, and it was, it was more of a film experiment. Um, but I will say that I'm, I'm a creator. I mean, I'm an artist in many ways. Um, I paint, I write, I just, you know, I like to channel ideas. And that project, um, it was a one act and it was just, you know, my first, uh, adventure into going behind the camera. And I haven't done it since, although I really wanted to. Um, but man, what a, what a great experience. I mean, Directing is something I think I would really like to do in the future. Um, I just haven't really gone around to it since then, but okay. uh, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, I was <laughs> I was looking at the actors thinking, oh my God, you have it so easy. Because <laughs> 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 being in the director's seat was just like, it was exhilarating and uh, creatively fulfilling in a whole other level. Um, and then, uh, you know, acting is, is still my home base, though. Now, you mentioned that you're a creator, and I was just wondering, uh, your character in particular, uh, well, all of the mothers, I, I, I adored on this show, because they're the ones oh, that seem you. to have the most intelligence, they seem to have the most common <laughs> sense, they seem to be just the ones who, the only ones who are rationalizing this and thinking things through. And I was oh just wondering, God. being that you're a creator, are you, did you have any input on your character? Well, first off, thank you, and I agree with you. You know, when you're putting together um, a project like this, you just come in and you do your work. And I always equate it to uh, baking a pie. You know, we all come in and we, we do our thing, and then we're like, all right, see you in a couple months and see how the pie came out. <laughs> and um, I love what the result, I was just floored by it. It was, it, it was, better than all of my expectations honestly and yeah. I was watching it with my boyfriend and we were just like zoomed through and my family was really ecstatic too um and I agree with you the women in the show are kind of like the steady points and the, the wise ones um in terms of my character I formed her uh, it, it kind of forms along the way you know it's like the audition process, you get a taste of it and then you start marinating with it. And, and then when you learn you have the job, then you start to really kind of dig in. Um, but for me, I guess it came pretty naturally. Um, I had kind of like gotten a sense just via the audition side of what this character was going through. And from the get-go, uh, I had envisioned her, you know, they said that she had come from Ecuador with her young son and mother uh, after her son was born. So I was like, okay, you know, that and that alone, you know, I can imagine having that would be a baby and then yeah. that would be rough, you know? And, um, and they mentioned something about, you know, uh, a rough past escaping, um, you know, tough, a tough um, husband or, you know, father of, of the son. So I was like, wow. Okay. And um, just based on people who I know, people in my family, um, you know, even if you come to this country, my father, you know, still has an accent and my family's from Colombia. Um, you still have an accent, you know, even after all those years. So I was like, well, I think this character would have an accent then. And so I developed an accent for her. And, and yeah, just kind of 
took in her journey and uh, I just wanted to be true to it. And just, I stick, I stick with that. You know, I, um, I can't think about too much besides the personal journey and, and how I can relate to them in terms mm. of what I've lived through in my life. You know, Tom kind of touched on how the the mothers and uh, a lot of the women have very strong roles on the show. Mm -hmm. um, Tom, I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of our interactions are with moms and you know just women. So I, uh, I almost called you Carmen, but Miss Rubio, to, to you, <laughs> like, have you noticed like uh, like your interactions with fans, people on the street, or even social media? Has your interactions been with fans been more with like uh, women or with men? That's so interesting. Um, I, it's been more with men because I think mm, men are more maybe the uh, fans of the show and maybe uh, are just maybe more vocal about about it. Um, so like, for example, on the train, I, a couple of times people were like looking at me and they were like, I've seen you somewhere. And I'm like, well, I'm on this show. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, I was just watching it last night. And in those instances, they were men. And they happen to be like sports going guys, you know, so... I don't know if that's the demographic, but um, it's been more with men. But I have to say, I agree with you in terms of um, how women hold up communication. And like, for example, my sister loved it. And she was just like floored, you know, by, by the show. Um, I think in general, like, you know, women form a kind of like rivers of communication. You know what I mean? You, you hear about the family news mostly via via the females in your family. I think that's a very fair thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, which I appreciate. Uh, and uh, yeah, so in terms of the show, more men, men fans, but I guess in terms of life and how I experience it, uh, I communicate via women mostly. Now, I, I definitely want to get into some of your um, um, other work a little bit later, but when, when it came to Cobra Kai, what was your auditioning process? Uh, did did you have an agent that kind of found out about the auditions, or did you yourself catch whiff of it? Yeah, um, I have an agent, and that's how uh, it came into um, my hands. And it was a self-tape, which um, I think, I don't know. Usually when I do self-tapes, I'm never really sure if, like, if people actually look at them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> As a podcaster, I can I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so it was good. I, I got a feedback on it on the same day, so I'm like, oh, okay, they are actually looking at them. And luckily enough for me, uh, I guess things happen the way they're supposed to happen. It was, I think, it was like the third rushed audition that I had gotten because they give it to you with maybe a day's notice. And um, it was the third of this kind. So I was a little worn out. I was a little like, oh, you know, I don't know if I could do this, memorize these lines. So I, I read it with a girlfriend of mine the night before and just, you know, to go over it. And then I think because it was the third in a series of next day auditions, I really wasn't thinking about it too much. And I just kind of let it be natural, which is, I think, exactly what was needed because it's... Um, Anyway, Carmen's character very much is more is family based, you know. So, um, so I think that helped me in the end. I just um, I, I felt the character more naturally, and I, I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself. So it's that whole uh, theory of 
acting versus reacting, which uh, really helped you out. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, okay, this is it. It's just life, you know. And what uh, scene did you, or I, I guess for yourself, tape, what was the script that was given? It was Carmen getting mad Billy Zapka's character, Johnny. Oh, great. <laughs> and um, and I forgot. Oh, it was the first initial scene where Carmen is introduced as a character where she comes home from work and she's like, hey, you know. And uh, I don't know if you remember from the, the series where um, my son, well, my son. Uh, Sholo. The character. <laughs> I, yes, exactly. Sholo and uh, Carmen's mother, Rose, uh, are having dinner. And then I come in from work. Mm-hmm. It was that scene. Very cool. Yeah. Well, one thing I've kind of noticed um, from our interviews, it sounds like a lot of people were given like the scenes that were very emotional. So mm. um, I think that's kudos to like the casting director and you know the producer and everybody just kind of deciding like you know we want the ones that can really hit those emotional beats. Yeah, probably. I mean, I I really don't know uh, what their intentions were with assigning those. Two scenes, but I will say, for my end, um, especially the scene with Sholo and uh, Rose, I was able to um, just with the sides, and you know, you kind of get a sense because the sides are either well written or they're not, and these were were well written, you know. And I know that they're well written is because I could, they don't feel like work to me, (laughs) you know. I'm just like, oh, this is easy. I recognize this. This is like written like life, you know, how people talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, the dialogue yeah. on this show was just stupendous. Mm-hmm. It really was. And um, simple to the point, you know, natural. And um, it, that scene, anyway, helped me to establish who my son was to me and who my mother was to me. And kind of it was fun to go back and forth between them. So that was established and that was already fun. You know, already in the audition room, it was fun. When did you um, get to meet uh, Sholo and Rose? I got to meet them on set. Um, and that was really nice because me and, me and Rose, you know, we're all in a lot of scenes together. So, um, and it was nice. She's a lovely, lovely woman. And, and so is, uh, Sholo's, oh my God, Sholo's amazing. Um, but it was really nice establishing, uh, the relationship with Rose because me and her were just on set together anyway, you know, talking about this and that. And, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, you, you could feel like my mother you know we established that pretty quickly and just like kind of running around on set and eating together and stuff like that now the more and more of these interviews that uh, I, I get to take part in the common theme that is running through all of them is it just seems like the producers almost put together like a very tight-knit small community i have not heard anybody say one bad thing about any of the uh, fellow actors you know script writers camera people cast people everybody seems to have really gotten along and supported one another tremendously on this project absolutely i i would agree i mean i i came in i certainly had probably an easier role because i feel like you know billy and sholo and uh ralph and and also courtney too um you know there were in a lot of the episodes and and Sholo and Billy, oh, they did such, I love their chemistry, um, you know, on, on screen. And, uh, and they were on set, you know, for all the episodes. I was there for maybe four episodes, I think. Um, 
so I kind of was able to come in and out. Um, but even then I was, I mean, there's no, yeah, definitely no drama on my end or anything because yeah, it's just like, I mean, you're working on a uh, part of the karate kid saga. Like <laughs> what are you going to complain about? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, real quick, don't undersell yourself as far as, I mean, you did great. Like I said, the mothers were, yeah, the, were the best, they were the smartest characters. And, <laughs> I mean, your your character in particular just seemed like a, a very fierce mama bear that I wouldn't want to cross. Nope. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, I, um, I almost, you know, doing the role, I was like, this is almost a tribute to my mother and, mm-hmm. and all the the mothers that I have known, because I mean, you put in the mix of being a mother and then all coming into this country, you know, a whole new ball game and, um, and just kind of the amount of strength that that entails just to get through yeah. it. And then also, you know, being a single mother, um, which, you know, I wasn't raised by a single mother. My parents were, were together, but, you know, putting that also in the mix of like, wow, what if my mother was single and, she's raising a son, you know, not a daughter. So there's, a, I think there comes a certain point anyway, um, in certain uh, mother's son relationships when the son is becoming a man. And, you know, while the mother can teach him so much, so much, she can't really teach him how to be a man. I really do love the relationship between Carmen and Miguel. Like I feel they are very tight and the very mm-hmm. first time that you call him Miggy, you know, I was just like that that shows how tight they are. And he's not, you know, he's not annoyed by that nickname, that term of endearment. Um, some would, you know, roll their eyes. What kind of backstory would you give those two characters? Because um, we get the sense, you know, obviously his father hasn't been around. So did the writers tell, you know, did they give you anything to work with or did you have to come up with it yourself? Uh, well, they certainly came up with the storyline that the father was not a good guy and that, you know, probably Carmen alluded to the fact that Carmen probably had to leave Ecuador um, in terms of like just basically getting away from him and saving her life and her son's life, probably. So that was that was definitely given to by the by the writers. But, um, you know, as an actor, you get to then delve into the details of that and flesh it out. And um, I write a lot. And so, you know, I would spend my time in the trailer writing about, you know, how that experience would have been and, and, you know, just kind of putting myself in that position. And, you know, you come up with these little nuggets of like, oh, right. You know, after I had this kid, all of a sudden I had plenty of energy to just, you know, go to another country because I think that that happens. I don't have children myself, but imagining if I did, um, I think, you know, if you have children, they give you a certain amount of uh, new energy, you know, because it's uh, not just your life anymore. So, um, so I attributed that and I found that nugget for myself and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it, it helped me locate more what, uh, where Miguel was, what he meant for Carmen. Now, this is going to sound like a, a weird question, and uh, I apologize because it, it just occurred to me because, to me, uh, <laughs> your character just seemed like a very, very fierce survivor, and her sole motivation was to make sure that this kid also survived, but also was a productive, valuable member of society. 
Now, I'm assuming that right. Carmen would be very proud that he won the tournament, but how do you think she would react to the way he won the tournament? I don't think she's all that crazy about the way he won it. Definitely not. Um, it's interesting because it's it's so, uh, you know, sort of why we love these stories because they they mimic so much of, of real life, you know, and uh, sometimes a parental love can only take uh, a child so far, you know, mm-hmm. the child has to learn their own ways and make their own mistakes. Um, so I think while there's this huge, immense love that she has for her son, and it really, it's, it's really wonderful because I mean, I don't know, it's just, I feel it, you know, whenever I'm like, whenever I was doing the scenes, I was on set, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, I love this kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my son is almost like, it's, I almost felt like I had a son, um, but it can only go so far, you know, you have to let them make their mistakes and, and hopefully he's not going too far into the dark side, you know, but um, mm-hmm. I think she's proud that he's, that he's um, empowered and, you know, uh, you know, he's totally done a, one, a wonderful arc through the first season. Yes. So I think that's something to be proud of. But, all of the um, all of the new Cobra Kai's really, I mean, mm-hmm. their their story arcs are amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. But certainly, you know, now now on the on the edge of at the end of season one, you're like, whoa, well, now what's happening? You know, which I thought mm-hmm. was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, you mentioned you used the phrase the Karate Kid saga. Were you a fan of the series prior to your involvement with it? Oh man, you know, I have to say, I have to attribute, I was pretty young cause I was, um, I was pretty young when it came out. So my memories of coming across it were all due to my older brother. I have an older brother who was the exact age of probably, um, maybe a little younger of, of Ralph Macchio in the original. So he would, he would watch it continuously. So that's how I came across it. And, um, you know, I was very young, so I remember snippets of it and being like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? But it was, it, I almost envisioned, like, my house growing up. It was almost constantly in the background, you know? And um, and we all did the, I don't know if it was, like, an 80s craze or something, but, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, the third of three kids, and we all took karate. Wow. <laughs> we, it was, it all, was very yeah. big in the 80s. Very big. Yeah. I think it was, um, and it was in you know all the things that it does. It's empowering. It shapes you up. And think, my honestly, my parents were like, you know, you need to exercise, do something. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we got. I I don't know why I got to. I did it for a couple of years, and I got to high brown belt, and I just didn't go for black belt. I just got too intimidated or something. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, my kicks are still good. It stays in your body. Um, but in terms of the karate kid, yeah. Um, it was mostly my brother who was having it, uh, you know, playing constantly. And, and it was one and two, I have to say, I've never seen three. Um, but I did see one and two, uh, various times growing up. And, um, yeah, it's just like a classic movie. It's kind of one of those movies where, like, you can't imagine growing up without it. No, no, you know? not at all. Right? And that's, yeah. uh, and, and the, the amazing thing about it is the, the, the first one in particular, 
I, I saw it one way as a, a kid where, yeah, I was kind of the awkward kid who got bullied and all that. But now that I'm older and I'm able to actually see it through the mother's point of view and more importantly, Mr. Miyagi's point of view, it becomes such a, a deeper and richer movie as a result of just just age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And how now, you, how to be a mentor. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that your brother was a huge fan of those first two movies. What kind of reaction did he give you when you found when you found out what you were going to be doing? Oh, man. It was like uh, like a quiet joy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like this, you know, really cool. Like, he's obviously, like, super proud. Um, but he saw the, the, first, um, the first two episodes and then... And then he shared it with his two sons because I have two nephews and um, they watched it together. So I thought that was nice. And my dad also watched it. So I thought it was nice. It was kind of like a nice male bonding thing. That is so awesome. Just just the whole family thing is it's a very nice, uh, very nice little side story. I, I really, really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, we understand that like the... Um filming the show you know it it was kind of fast-paced did you spend a lot of time with Sholo like behind the scenes in order to kind of develop your guys's chemistry because I think I mean it seems like you guys have known each other for a very long time oh I'm so happy that that um you feel that way we didn't get to to bond too much I mean obviously in what we could I mean Sholo's shooting schedule is very busy but yeah, I mean, he's a great kid. He's just like super, oh my God, hilarious. Just so funny. And um, just a joy to work with, you know what I mean? So I find it hard like, for somebody not to be able to bond with him, you know, and to have a good time shooting with him. Um, so I, I spent more, I was able to spend more time with Rose because just, you know, schedule wise, but uh, enough time, obviously, to bond with Sholo as well. Although not as much as with Rose. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a really sweet relationship. When I see you guys on screen together, it makes me smile. Even the point where she picks him <laughs> up from school a little bit early is like, "Hey, let's go watch that new Spider-Man movie." You know, like I, I see her really trying. You know, and kind of breaks my heart a little bit when he turns her down. I'm like, "That's a Marvel uh, movie a kid is turning down." <laughs> I know, right? I know it was heartbreaking, but certainly, I think we've we've all had that moment where we're coming yeah. into our own and. You know, we do all these mean things to our parents. It's awful. <laughs> now, I don't want any spoilers, obviously, uh, for, as far as season two is concerned. But are we going to be perhaps seeing uh, more of your character? Are you allowed to say that? I, you know, even if I was allowed to, I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't really? gotten that. Yeah, I just know that, you know, we will be back. And um, everybody's ha really happy about that. I'm happy about that. Okay, you're, you're saying we will be back, so I'm going to take that as yes. We're going to see more Carmen. I, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm right, hoping. right. Yeah. As far as I know, right now, <laughs> yes. I mean, the mom's got to come back. I, I think they were, you know, like the, kind of the backbone of all the characters too. That was the that was the very same phrase I was thinking. Yeah, without the mothers, that show would not have been the same. Even Yaya. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> now, what was it like uh, working with Billy Zapka? Because you guys share some very um, amazing scenes as well. And the one that I the, the the first popped into my head is the kind of misdirect that they try to give us. You know, where Johnny's at a door and he's talking to somebody about getting a second chance, and it's revealed to be Carmen and not actually Shannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Billy was amazing and such a wonderful genuinely nice a human being and i you know when i met him i was like oh man like i can't believe this person was known for such a long time for being a bully you know (laughs) like that was the most uh that people associated with him and meanwhile he couldn't be a a nicer person and really a wonderful person to work with um it was it was just you know just uh acting stuff basically just having a good acting partner who's present who's there who's willing to work with you and and that's what what it all is about so um that was my experience with with billy super warm human being and um uh what was the second part of your question i forgot i was just kind of referencing like the scene that popped up first it's the because i thought i thought it was a great reveal that he decided to give you know, or he he wants to work it out with Miguel and goes to Carmen. It's like, look, I'm right. I'm a good guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like that too because it. I felt like um, it's almost like uh, breaking his character down a little bit emotionally. You know, allowing that vulnerability to to show, which um, then endears us to him. Um, and it it comes through this. Uh, what I think is a really cute family you know i think the diaz family is super cute yes you know they're just like you know doing their own thing trying to make it work and and you know not afraid to invite this guy over for dinner and be like hey what are you about and um and i like the fact also that um that we have family dinners yeah you don't see Mm -hmm. enough of those anymore you know yeah Mm -hmm. exactly one of your guys's um sit downs was uh pretty amazing when you know, Carmen kind of notices Shola or Miguel's hands, you know, kind of bruised up as she asks about it. And Yaya's like, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, when I first uh, met Rose, I was like, Rose, you know, you have all the funny lines. She has all the, all the punch lines, you know. Um, I thought that scene was hilarious. Yeah, it's a well-written scene. And Rose has a very good comedic timing, too. Very good. Yes. Yeah, she yes. does. She totally does. Now, as somebody who's just uh, looking at it from very far outside, this show seemed to kind of come out of nowhere and really struck a chord with fans of all ages, demographics, and everything. And I was really happy to see that it got the reaction that it did. As somebody who was involved with the production... Did you expect it to be received the way it did? And what was your reaction to the fans? Um, I went into it kind of not wanting to put too much expectations on it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, you're an actor, you kind of learn pretty quickly. That's a better. Anyway, I learned pretty quickly. That's a better emotional uh, route to take. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to be too disappointed all the time. Um, so I was just like, you know, whatever, it's going to be what it is. Um, but I mean, obviously having, um, 
having Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka in it and knowing that they wouldn't sign on to something that wasn't true to, you know, to what they have established already with this, uh, with the Karate Kid, that alone gives you a lot of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we shot it in Atlanta and, um, and I just, you know, I, I based in New York right now. So I flew in and just kind of did my work and, and was obviously happy to be doing it. I mean, as, as an actor, you're, and you get a good role like this, you're happy, you know? So, um, I went into it, not, ex I didn't want to expect much and I didn't know, you know, I just knew that the sides that I had been given were well-written. Um, the actors that I was working with were wonderful. And I was like, okay, it'll be what it is. You know, and once I saw it, I was like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> like, cause, because I think they, you know, the producers are just genius with striking the right tone that I recognize from all the movies that I grew up with. And, and uh, while I'm not like, you know, they probably have it down to a science or something to be able to establish it again. I'm like, man, why do I feel like I felt like when I was watching these movies? You exactly, know, I yeah. feel like, oh, I'm, I feel exhilarated. I feel like I'm rooting for these characters. I'm so psyched when they finally kick ass, you know, it's all those things that you want. So I think uh, for me anyway, watching it as a viewer, I was like, wow, I couldn't be happier. And then um, the, the viewer's response is, wow, and it makes me even more happy, you know. Now, I understand that Ralph was um, always around on set as well. What were your interactions with him like? Oh, uh, with Ralph? Well, because um, Carmen and Ralph don't even really know each other, right. you know, in the, mo in the, in the sequence of events. Um, so we didn't have too much interactions with each other, but we do actually share the same agent. So that was, you know, when we were on set and meeting each other, you know, it, my interactions were more with Billy, but um, when I did interact with Ralph... Super, super great guy. I mean, he's he's a pro, <laughs> you know, so you're just talking with a pro and enjoying it. Uh, the very last episode, um, you know, during the tournament, we understand that, you know, it was a pretty bad snowstorm. Um, what was your experience like, uh, you know, with Rose filming that day or those days? Oh, my gosh. That was actually, I think that day we filmed was my birthday. Oh. And, um... Yeah, it, and uh, it was kind of funny because I was like, wow, what a crazy birthday. Like, I'm filming the last scene of this thing, and and that last scene was intense. I mean, we had a lot of extras on set and uh, a lot of uh, stunt people, and, and I feel like almost um, that was the day that I felt the, like that this was going to be amazing, like truly amazing because, you know, you see these people doing – the stunt people doing flips in the air and these martial artists, like, you know, just warming up and they're doing these amazing things. And you're like, Oh my God, you know? Um, and also the stunt coordinator um, who was amazing. He was um, doing the, the referee and that also brought back, you know, feelings of the first movie. Um, just that alone, you know, kind of made me like exhilarated, but there was a bad snowstorm and we were in Atlanta and Atlanta didn't have, uh, it doesn't have the uh, snow experience as yeah, New as York say, does, doesn't, I guess. That's, Atlanta <laughs> and snow don't go together in my head. <laughs> right. yeah. I know. 
I I almost felt like I was um a lot of these a lot of Atlanta's had this like sort of post traumatic uh, experience with snow. Like it started snowing, and then all the people who were Atlanta based were like, "Oh my god, I have to go home now!" Like, and I was like, "What's wrong?" You know, <laughs> they were like, "No, last snowstorm was horrible." Now, how much? How many inches did they get down there? It wasn't. Uh, I don't even remember, but uh, it was. It was a bit. It was like maybe I don't know below ten, definitely. But the thing is, they're 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 highways and they're like five ten lane highways. Yeah, and if they don't have the equipment there to remove it, it would be awful. Exactly, and I mean that's like a little simple thing to turn into a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So uh, they let us off early that day, and um, and <laughs> we did get stuck in the stuck in the snow. Uh, in our little um, van that was taking us back, but um, but it all turned out okay. And I remember, you know, talking with the uh, one of the drivers, and we had a good time, just kind of getting through it. It was it was fine in the end. Now, speaking of the tournament, uh, we've been very very fortunate enough to have uh, seen a couple of small little videos and photos that uh, a lot of the actors and their mothers have taken from behind the scenes, and was. Filming that day as fun as it looks like in those fo- those photos, because I mean, it looked like everybody was just having a blast. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. I mean, whenever you get a, a lot of people together, right, it feels like a party or some event, you know. So there was definitely that event feeling, and um, and uh, yeah, it was amazing because I have to say, like these martial artists who were there, it was impressive stuff. Mm. And um, even though you know we were going back and forth and like, you know, okay, getting the reaction shots and stuff like that. But even though we were reacting to like a, a fake stimulus during that, those shots, you know, we, if we weren't faking it that we were actually seeing this stuff during the breaks or when they were filming their, um, their scenes, you know, they were actually doing this stuff. So I don't know it, maybe it's just me, but I get really excited when I see um, people doing incredible stunts, you know, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, like yeah, that's always that? impressive. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things learning about when talking um, within these interviews is finding out like some of the multiple takes, you know, that people will will do to kind of get the right lines. Uh, with your character, Carmen, were there any scenes that you had where they just had you say, hey, try this line or try this? Uh, anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I don't remember. No, not really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Carmen's character was pretty, like, straight-laced, you know? Uh, kind of what you mentioned, like, Rose had a lot of the punchlines. I feel those are the ones that they say, hey, try, you know, this line, you know, w- with a bunch of different takes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. She got a lot of those. And also because a lot of her her lines are in Spanish, so um, actually she would be like, oh, should I say it this way or am I saying it this way? So me and her would kind of go over and be like, oh, let's, because we would you know, be making it up in Spanish. Now, uh, outside of Cobra Kai, do you have any other uh, upcoming projects or anything like that that you're uh, going to be releasing soon or anything that you want to direct uh, our listeners' attention to? Um, let me see. I There is a short film, uh, like an independent short film, that I did called Lucid. And I'm really proud of it because um, I did it with a bunch of uh, actors who I know here in the New York community. And, um, and it's really like, I equate it to an episode of Black Mirror. Oh. So, um, it's, 
Yeah, it's it's really good. We've been getting into a few festivals. We just got into um, some fest- film festivals in Colombia. Um, so I'm like excited. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll you know get a trip down there and see my family as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the trailer looks great. I I did oh, watch you. that last oh, night. Good. And nice. not only that, I kind of wanted to bring this one up, but I'm very interested in the Hudson Tribes. Yes, and it's a kind of inspired by our true story. Yeah, it's inspired by true story um, uh, of upstate New York and this this kind of political uh, school battle that was going on and really raging. I think like a few years back, like in 2014. I'm not sure the status of it now, Um, but yeah, NPR did a whole special on it. It was really getting messy up there and. What happened was the director and his brother, the, the producer, were actually from that area. They grew up there. So they wrote this fictional take on it. And uh, I was um, the, you know, the lead in that movie. And it was a really powerful movie, really heavy characters to take on. But uh, I have to say, I'm really proud of the work uh, that we did there. And it's available on Amazon as far as I, and as far as I know. Yeah, I'll yeah. Check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. I, I mean, it, that's the one with the like Amish people in there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just it's, like, oh, what is this? Yes, exactly. It's totally fictional, but based on uh, sort of a real life political situation. Now, do you also do a little bit of singing yourself? A little bit of singing? Yes, I do love to sing. I will say that I haven't. I haven't trained like Broadway style, so, but I do sing, um, you know, I sing to myself, there's a lot of singers in my family and, um, uh, for my role in how to be single, that's basically what the audition was. It was singing. So I was, I was proud of that because it was, um, a chance for me to sing and, uh, you know, feel good about it on screen. That's the reason I brought that question up because I was about to say, um, "How to Be Single" is one of my favorite rom coms, like ever. I I love that movie. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, and your character, you it know, you, you're you're actually in um, in footage. You know, you're uh, on a on a tape with your daughter, and there's just this one emotional moment where you're singing "Can't Take Up My Eyes Off You," and you know, your widower, uh, played by uh, Damon Wayans Jr just starts tearing up and I'm a, I'm a father of three and I can stop bawling. Oh, wow. So as funny as that Aww. movie is, there's some heart to it. And I definitely encourage a lot of lists, uh, uh, you know, the, the listeners to check out that movie if they haven't yet. Super hilarious. And obviously you're in it and you get to sing in it. Yes, exactly. I get to sing in it, which I was, and, and also, I mean, I guess I, I, I do love kids, you know, so it was nice to be able to, to uh, sing, to uh, you know, my on-screen child and Damon Wayans Jr. was also there, so it was it was a nice family moment. It was nice. Yeah, I, I don't know her name, but she's such a little cutie. Yes, very much so. But yeah, that that movie was hilarious. I have to agree with you. Oh yeah, it's so great. I think Leslie Mann that might be my favorite role for her um, because <laughs> yes, yes. her her character um, it demands so much emotion. Uh, just because I, I I don't want to spoil it. Obviously, I'm trying to be as vague as I can. But there's a scene in particular where she she has to kind of react to a baby, and I think that's one of the the most sincere moments I've ever seen with her. So I it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I agree. 
as we kind of uh, get ready to wrap up, I I have, you know, we were kind of talking about 80s and nostalgia and, uh, you know, the Karate Kid being kind of big in your household. There's a movie, if it, you know, it they keep talking about whether it's going to be remade or not. I, I wish it um, does. And I kind of found this on your, I feel like it was your Facebook. I might have seen this in, but I would love to see you in a remake of The Last Dragon. Ooh. Oh my gosh, me Ooh. too. Yeah, I would love to yes. see you in the vanity role. I think that would be great. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And that actually, uh, that was another movie that was, it seemed to be constantly playing in my house. It's a great movie. And I can't imagine, it's a great movie and I can't really imagine growing up without it. That was another one of my brother's favorites. And that movie for sure, I mean, we know every line, me and my sister just, and of course, me and my sister would, you know, sing all the songs and, but the vanity role. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I would love to play that role. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My hair puffed out. I'm all about it. Let's start that campaign. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> and, but, but see, the genius would be just like, you know, what, what, what happened with uh, Cobra Kai is keeping all that 80s weirdness. Because that movie yeah. is super weird. Oh yeah, it is weird. I mean, <laughs> are, are you going to have another Debarge like music video in the middle of the movie? It's it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you'd have to get somebody that's a little bit more current, but uh, I think that'd be great. Oh my god, how cool would it be if like Cardi B came out and did a video or something? You know, for like Absolutely the Last Dragon. Absolutely amazing. That would be amazing, wouldn't yeah. it? Yes, I know I'm not, I'm probably not allowed to curse, but I was about to, you know, all my excitement over that idea was going to make me say, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead oh, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, F-ing, please F-ing express. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's a go. Oh, yeah. I, they, they keep talking about it. I think, I feel like it's been over a decade that they're like, oh, Samuel Jackson's going to play Show Enough. You know, like, I feel that that's the only news we've heard for years. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's stopping them. I, I hope with something like Cobra Kai saying, like, look, we can take an '80s property and make it popular, you know, because um, there's been many failed attempts in terms of like the remakes, you know, on film. But if if this does anything, I hope it can bring properties like The Last Dragon into light and remake it for you know for the fans. Yeah, I agree. Let's continue to hope. And that concludes our conversation with Miss Rubio. I want to thank her again for coming on the show. And one of my favorite tidbits, Tom, was when she says that she listened to some of our episodes, interviews and episode reviews. Just kind of blew my mind. Great compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just the more we hear something like that, I, I feel like if we're reaching out to them, that, can you imagine like how many of the like regular fans we're reaching out to as well? So... Um, it's pretty amazing stuff. I, I appreciate them spending, you know, their generous time just checking out our show. Absolutely. Because, I mean, th- there's people that, and I'm not talking about like our previous guests, but there's times where actors will just go on a show just to do their interview and that's it. But I, I feel like some of the, the people that we've had, they're actually checking out our stuff. So um, I do really appreciate that. Just the fact that everybody that we've talked to has just been so, again, you use the phrase down to earth, and that's everything that I've I've seen. These are just regular people who are just being really kind of cool and enjoying the ride. Yeah, I wonder if that's something that in the casting, too. Like, I, I've been trying to look up, like, the casting directors and stuff, because I, I would love to speak to them as well. 
mm-hmm. but maybe that's something that we're kind of, kind of looking for. Like that's got to be one of the characteristics that these actors also got to be down to earth. To you know, this this show is pretty grounded. You know, but the the, the humor you know can be a little I don't know over comedic for a lack of, of a better word I guess, but. I I think the show is so well written. They definitely want to get people as kind of what you know um, Vanessa said that they want to get these natural dialogue, right? Kind of like with absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so that's it for this episode. We got uh, at least a you know a few more I think in the works here in terms of the interviews. So. We look forward to uh, sharing those with you guys as well. Um, I want to thank everybody for your continued support. You know, we not too long ago released an episode where we reacted to John Hurwitz's uh, Twitter Q&A on August 3rd. And it was kind of crazy that I think we released it like on a Saturday. And I feel on the weekends, people are, you know, kind of busy with their own lives, right? That maybe that's not really a podcast listening type of day. But we were already getting like tweets and comments on Instagram, like, oh, hey, great episode. Like, what? You already listened to it? So most importantly, I finally got validation from somebody else that Back to the Future 2 is better is (laughs) uh, the lesser sequel. Back to the Future 3 rules. Yeah, so you just been talking to the wrong people, Tom. Like, I don't think you and I have had that discussion. Again, it's just one six-hour saga to me. So, um, but yeah, I I love me some part three. My son, who's six years old, that's his favorite DeLorean. Is the one from part three. It is a very cool looking uh, car. It, I mean, lie. it's the most unique of them all for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, we can't thank you guys enough for your support. We see it on Twitter, you know, and I, I see the interactions, you know, with our listeners as well with other fellow listeners, you know, maybe two people who have never talked, but share, uh, you know, uh, their listenership with our show. And so I've seen other people like, Hey, check, check these guys out. You know, it's a good show. So thank you guys for spreading the word. That's how you guys are going to kind of get our show more attention is by sharing it. So, um, again, I, I keep saying it, but we can't thank you guys enough. It, it's been a fun ride. Absolutely. So if you guys want to join in on some more fun, our group page, you know, we kind of talked about it um, uh, during the show here. It's been very active. We got background people in there. We got Cobra Kai moms at this point, I think at least five. Um, you know, we're getting a handful of people, what seems to be almost every day. And, you know, possibly maybe the most active Cobra Kai group page in there. There's threads about Karate Kid. There's threads about Cobra Kai. Just random threads. Uh, we we started one for the Steely City or no the Steel City Comic Con, and two of our listeners went there as well, as, uh, including one of the Instagram fan accounts, and just got amazing pictures. So you'll see those stuff on Instagram shared from you know different accounts. But why not just join our group to see it all in one place? Absolutely. And Tom, I'm not sure if you uh, missed this, but last night I even did a rewatch of the first episode, Ace Degenerate, and I kind of started a thread and just kind of live commented too. So, you know, I'll do those on nights where I get a little bored. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to throw in an episode. And so I think I had about 30 30 comments in there on that first episode. So if that's something that sounds fun to you guys, again, it's all on the group page, www period cobra kai period tv a and b group you spell out the words periods you know it's a reference from the show 
and also on Instagram, we are at Kurbakai Podcast. Check that out because not too long ago, uh, Gianni DiCenzo, who plays Dimitri, did a takeover, and I joined them on that, and that was a lot of fun. We got a lot of reception from on that. And um, on Twitter, we're at Cobra Kai Pod. Okay, so uh, be careful because there's another account that's Cobra Kai Podcast that also covers Cobra Kai. So uh, for me, you can also find me at Postalgic on my other movie podcast. And what about you, Tom? Uh, well, you can find me every week on a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at the Drunken Dork, and we also have another Facebook group. <laughs> we also have another Facebook group page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. All right, and that's gonna do it for now. Thank you guys for listening to the episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.